This episode of the Eclectic Gamers Podcast is brought to you by the Roanoke Pinball Museum in Roanoke, Virginia. The Roanoke Pinball Museum is an interactive museum dedicated to the science and history of pinball. Their mission is to cultivate curiosity in science, art, and history through pinball, while preserving and honoring its role in American culture. The museum is open every day except Monday and houses over 65 machines with models ranging from 1932 to 2018. Roanoke Pinball Museum, your world under glass awaits. Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, September 6th. This is episode 123. I am Tony. And I am Dennis. And we have a guest, Tony. Once again, yes, I we think do. a three-peat. The three-peat. The critically acclaimed host of Nap Arcade, which I have a link to in the show notes if you want to follow the arcade. Jason Knapp. Welcome, Jason. Hey, guys. Uh, how, I'm trying to figure out how I'm critically acclaimed. We have critically I'm, acclaimed you. could probably you. say criticized maybe but take heart in knowing that you will most likely not receive any cease and desists for your appearance on this show <laughs> most <laughs> likely no uh, promises yeah that all happened after your last time you were on the show you you upset a manufacturer with your your deep dive reporting oh uh, yes the deep dive i was the last person on earth to share the pictures of the teenage mutant ninja turtles and I got a poorly worded, misspelled uh, legal threat from Stern to take it down. So I did. See, you could have you... probably just said, "Hey, dude, take that down." I wasn't like, "Okay." <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't know. Here we are. We're still talking about the the more legalese version. So it clearly generates content, at least for this show. Oh, sure. And that I, was really that's really my goal in anything in life is to generate eclectic gamers uh, discussion fodder. Well, it's a good goal to have because I mean, <laughs> really, your own page. I I would understand that you would have a would have a motivation to continue to generate content for that, but with the pandemic and all the shutdown stuff, it's really just to see a negativity, Jason. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't been to an arcade in months. It's so sad. Yeah. I haven't that used to be all I did was like go to different arcades with my boys and post pictures and reviews and stuff. I haven't done that. I, I think the last time I went out, I was in Brooklyn at Sunshine Laundromat right when the pandemic started and didn't realize it. Like in, in, in I think it was March or something like that. I met my brother, my two boys and I went and uh, we met my brother's new girlfriend out there. And then we ate Mexican food with our hands after playing pinball machines for, uh, <laughs> for, for five hours. Hmm. But I didn't catch COVID, so I'm good. Wow, oh, that's great. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the bright side to look at. Yes, I've not gone anywhere, done anything since March like that I, at all. It's been nothing but the necessaries and work and stuff. Mm -hmm. So so it is for all of us. I finally taking vacation days uh, for this week, but I'm not going anywhere. It's just I needed to use vacation, and I'm tired of working. I went to Outer Banks, North Carolina a couple of weeks ago, and then I had to quarantine for 14 days per the New Jersey uh, state guidelines. So I, I think I'm almost done, actually. I might be allowed out of quarantine, <laughs> hopefully soon. I want I wanted to go to Flippers down there. There's a place called Flippers, but it's like a convenience store that has a, just a ton of pinball games. But I've had some heart issues and stuff like that. I really can't mess around right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it rough. I'm on, I'm on some medicine that suppresses my immune system, so I'm not supposed to go and get exposure. 
So it's like, okay, well, I didn't have a life anyway, so fine. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're making me sad. Yes. Thanks well. for removing my one happy point of my life. Thank yep. you very much. Well, hey, Jason's got games. He he, he can play at home. We're going to talk about those games later in the show, in fact. It's going to be All three fun. of us do. Yeah, All three of us do. have fins now. Tony's got one. I saw That's him. right. Yep. The I've Queen. Got, I've got the Queen. You, uh, did you see that thing yet? <laughs> oh, like every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did want to note in our in our intro, Tony, we actually had some feedback from the last episode. A couple people. We had feedback. We did. Awesome. They emailed in because you might recall, Tony, that at the end of the final episode, or I should say prior episode, we talked about the like if we go rambly doing it at the end of the show if we wanted to just talk about random things at the end of the episode so one person uh, named sean l wrote in and said i for one like the intro talk but i expect it depends on why you are listening for those that just want the news i can see that it might be annoying for me i listen while walking dog driving etc so the intro talk is enjoyable keep talking about random things so thank you sean for telling us about your thoughts on our random things. Awesome. And, and the other one was from a Michael W. And he wrote to say, Hey guys, a third segment where you guys just casually talk would be cool. If you're so inclined, I wouldn't mind hearing more about mobile gaming. I'm in the ecosystem that you guys hate, but it works perfectly for me and my family. There would still be have to be games that could potentially cross through Apple and Android, though, that would be good to hear about. Speaking of Apple, why didn't the Fortnite folks file suit against the console companies? Are those the same situation where the console companies take a cut where you used to use their pay system? Cheers, Mike. So thank you, Mike. And I don't tell me if you have a quick thought on the issue with the consoles and their share of money. I'm not super familiar with how they do it. I'm not sure if they get the same cut or they might allow them to go around and go online and do the money that way too. So like they might already have codes a work or something. Maybe. Yeah, they might already have a workaround in place for that. That's not affecting them. That's a that's a good point. Um, I don't know enough to to speculate beyond that. So, speaking of speculation, I think we should go ahead and jump right in to pinball because we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot really about Stern pinball in particular. I'd say. Two of our three main news topics are going to be in the realm of Stern, and I don't think that's going to be surprising to Jason or to you, Tony, because Avengers Infinity Quest has been announced. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. <laughs> I do have a link in the show notes to the This Week in Pinball Deep Dive if you want to go to that to look at all sorts of photos and explanations of who's doing what. I'm going to give my really quick shallow dive summary here, which is Keith Elwin has done the design. He's also doing the rules primarily again. However, Raymond Davidson, a top tier competitive player in his own right, is also helping on the rules on this game. Uh, Jeremy Packer, a.k.a. Zombie Yeti, is responsible for the artwork for this game. The sound design is uh, being overseen by Jerry Thompson. The music was done by Ken Hale. Uh, pricing, which we will go into to some degree, is up $100 across the board. So pros are now MSRP value, $61.99. Premium is $77.99. And LE is $91.99. And my uh, quick bullet point summary of the differences between the pro and the premium LEs is the premium LE model has a lifting spinning disc for the Doctor Strange shot that feeds into a subway, which has a clear window that you can see the balls in. Uh, that's virtual uh, and does not lift as a uh, spinning disc on the pro model. 
there's a sculpted Infinity Gauntlet uh, static toy in the back right. That's a flat plastic on the Pro. The Captain Marvel shot on the Premium LE is an inverse wireform ramp, and that's actually just a spinner shot on the Pro. And then uh, the Prem Labs shot on the Premium LE is a vertical upkicker, which feeds into that ramp system that the Captain Marvel adds, uh, whereas that is just a stand-up target on the Pro. Uh, the Pro model has a uh, second spinner because of the Captain Marvel shot. So that's like the one thing it has that the Premium LE does not. Uh, so I think I've nutshelled that pretty well. Uh, Jason, you're our guest. I'll turn to you first, uh, just in terms of what you've seen what you've thought of any of the trailers or static images of the game. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, while I was uh, waiting for the Rude podcast host, I watched the trailer ten times, so I am very well versed, <laughs> very well versed in the uh, the nuances of the two, I guess. You know, I would say for me, I was trying to decide which I would rather get is the Pro or the Premium. And then I, I think I would go pro on this. Really? This you are the first game. person, granted, I've had a very limited audience to speak with, but you yeah. are the first person to actually lean pro because I really would have struggled with that. I would have struggled to choose the pro from what I've seen so far. It's close. Yeah. I mean, the, I really do think that the uh, the Circus Voltaire-esque ball lock, you know, where it lifts up like the, the what's that guy's name? The, uh, ring the ringmaster. Yeah, the ringmaster, where it lifts up like the ringmaster's head. That's pretty cool. But other than that, I mean, the upside down ramp. I mean, I guess there's more wireforms. I mean, if you look at the premium, there's wireforms all over the place. It's crazy. It's wild. That's pretty neat. You know, the ball launch is different, I noticed when I was watching the, the trailer over and over again. When you launch it on the premium, it comes all the way around down to wireform to the flippers. When you launch it on the pro, it just stops up top and drops into the pops, I think. Mm. But, I thought that was kind of interesting difference between the two. Yeah, I think there's a soft plunge skill shot going on there uh, for the pro, at least. Oh, okay. I'm not sure on the on the premium, like a target to hit, kind of like a sure. Ripley's sort of thing. Yeah. So then, I mean, the other difference is the PIM up kick, I guess, that there's something having to do with on the right side there. When it, it's sort of like the uh, Star Trek premium. Where it, it, it kicks the ball up, like upside down back into the play field. I thought it looked like that a little bit, but it doesn't really do anything for the gameplay. So, I mean, really, the, the main difference for the gameplay is that one ball lock, as far as I can tell. And maybe some of the ramps are different. I haven't seen anyone actually play it. I've only seen the, uh, the trailers a bunch of times. Yeah. And we are, for, for those that don't know or are listening to this perhaps weeks and months later, we are recording this before the gameplay reveal streams have happened. So we really yeah. only have trailers to work off of. I mean, I think that Zombie Yeti, if you have Zombie Yeti art and Keith Elwin design on anything, it's going to be an amazing game. And they could design a serial killer pinball machine, and it would probably be pretty sweet with the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer multiball. Yeah, like that. well, that's not creepy at all. It doesn't feel like you've been thinking about that for a number of, uh, of days or weeks. Well, I was trying to think of what the most horrible theme would possibly be, and I would probably still play it. And that was... I was like, that's pretty horrible. So I was <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty awful. I could top it, but you wouldn't play what I'd suggest. Um, <laughs> you'd have to edit your you'd have to edit yourself out. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, you know, Tony, one of the well sure, go ahead. Yeah, I was just why I was just before we move on to diving more more into it, I you really steered it, Jason, into the premium versus the pro in terms of choicing uh of what you'd lean to if you were to get one of these. Tony, what I'm curious what your thoughts were between the two models, or three models really, but 
honestly, I probably like you were saying this one. I think would lean towards the premium, but I don't know. I'm not sold that there's anything that require would require it. It's not like it doesn't seem like it's like some of the other games where there's a ma- major major difference other than the one shot, and it's in the, still in the game virtually. So it's how how important is that to you? Is it worth the extra money? Also, yeah. I don't really like the sculpt of the Infinity Gauntlet. But oh my gosh, that's that's on my list of yeah, things. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to touch on that because I have a feeling we're probably <laughs> unanimous about that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, similar, Tony. Uh, uh, yeah, until I see gameplay, I don't know. I mean, I was someone who, when I initially saw Jurassic Park, really thought that I might miss having the cool T Rex toy that flings the ball around, and then ultimately. I at this point, if you were to ask me if I was going to buy a Jurassic Park, I'd say it's pro without a doubt. I just go get the pro because I, I went I, premium. <laughs> it's so it's just well, just because it's so fun. I haven't played the premium though. I've only just I thought I can live with after having experienced the pro. It's so fun. I know I can live with it, and I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be okay. I'd be happy. Uh, in this case, uh, yeah, the sub. It's not actually the subway that really pushes me. It's more what Jason noted: the wire farming that there's. That the Captain Marvel shot being another ramp, I think, is far more interesting than a spinner. I love a good spinner, but modern spinners are not good. Like at least not it worth has a lot spinners. They stole my spinners in the Guardians. They stole <laughs> the them. Well, on the Pro, there's no spinners. We got yeah. ripped off. And they were doing that for quite a while with uh, with Pro models, it seems. Stern was just taking the spinners out, <laughs> mostly <laughs> because they don't do a whole lot, because they're not usually worth a lot of points. Keith Elwin, I believe he has stated publicly, there will always be a spinner on the Pro. That's good. And in this case, the Pro gets two. Uh, so if you're a super spinner fan, the Pro is the way to go. Um, but I just thought that having that uh, that ramp shot looked more interesting to me than how the Pro seems to feed the ball. I, like Jason, was not all that impressed by a vertical up kicker, so I, I could live without that. Um, and the subway is cool, and seeing the spinning disc lift is cool. Uh, I am, I mean, I can live without any of it, really. But, but ju- I just thought the the ramp shots look more interesting to me than the than just the kind of single level flowy style substitutes that the pros got going on. But I wouldn't be surprised, especially given that these are all wireform ramps, that the pro is probably going to play quite a bit faster. And normally, when I get my hands on a game, I prefer it to have speed than to than to slow things up. And wireforms, as we know slow games up far more than plastic efficient ramps do. Uh, it seems like that the premium LE, you buy a lot of time to think about your next shot while you're waiting for the ball to get back on these ramps. So, mm. so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jason, back to you. So you want oh, to move on. I didn't know if you want to talk about the art or, or what you, where you want to go. Uh, you know, I, I think the theme, I think one of the things that I found interesting was just the selection of the theme. You know, uh, you know the licensing department at Stern took some really low hanging fruit there because they already have an they already have a relationship with Disney so they're like okay so if you look at the last 5 games that Stern has released only one has been something that wasn't already done by Data East I think or or an early Stern because there's Jurassic Park which was a Data East Elvira which has been done like 3 times the Star Wars comic which Star Wars was a Data East Stranger Things is new and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was Data East, and Avengers was Stern already, you know, Stern had already yeah, done Yeah, 2012, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was the safe route. It was certainly a lack of creativity in terms of licensing, but 
you know, having said that, I love the Avengers and I like the theme, but I just think that it's not, you know, it's not really all that unique or anything like that. I mean, it's better than Guns N' Roses, at least, but it's not, you know, it's not something that that is exactly knocking my socks off, considering they already did an Avengers pin. You know, I don't know. What year was that? Uh, 2012, I think it was. I mean, that's not that long ago, really. No, it's not. Uh, Tony, what are your thoughts on the theme? Honestly, it seems like a throwaway theme to me. I mean, it's something they were able to get, something that was easy to get and has enough popularity that they can pretty much guarantee sales with it without it being anything special. Hmm. It'll probably sell, though. That's the thing. That's what they right. That's what I'm saying. It's, Everyone it's knows sell. Avengers. That's the whole... Everyone wants Avengers. No one's gonna be like, "Ooh, I hate the Avengers." At least I wouldn't think so. Right. So at no, least it'll it, sell. And that's why it's gonna sell, and it's gonna be huge. But from it, their it perspective, feels... it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It just it doesn't feel like something that was necessarily a uh, go out. No, this is this big epic special thing. This isn't this isn't the specialness of the of, of you know, the third Elvira or the specialness of uh, Black Knight or the attempting something new of Stranger Things theme wise, it's it's an Avengers game. I mean there's a whole bunch of Avengers stuff going on right now. Yeah. Marvel's everywhere. This is literally like the Walmart of themes right now. Well, the good news is we can figure out what the next turn theme will be by looking at the rest of the Data East titles. <laughs> it's probably going to be either Phantom of the Opera, Last Action Hero, or Lethal Weapon 3. That would be my guess. That's the next turn thing. <laughs> I don't know, given Mel Gibson, I'm not sure it'll be Lethal Weapon 3. but <laughs> It'll probably be Last Action Hero. Hey, I'm don't sure forget, uh, hey, with the out. success of Hamilton, maybe Tommy is going to be back on the musical stage. <laughs> it's very possible. The uh, who, they did the... The, was it the Who? Yeah, 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 that was the Who pin. Yeah, yeah but that one's uh, the one Daddy East did was actually based on the then running Broadway uh, musical, not off the movie. Mm. So uh, it's good trivia. Yes, I don't remember where I picked that up, but trust me, I'm sure <laughs> I'm right. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't disagree. When I heard that it was Avengers, I was like, oh, this must be a home pin. Mm-hmm, that was going around. Yeah. The room. I kind of wondered. Well, because they did one, I, they've done one in the last decade, an Avengers. There's no way they were vaulting that turd. No way. <laughs> no, no way. No way. It's not a good game. I don't and hate that as much as everyone else does. It, you do. You, 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 don't, you just don't it. know it. Uh, if you owned it, you would. I don't own it. I played it last summer at uh, in California at a boardwalk. And you hated it. No, I, I liked it. Yes. Actually, part of it was broken. Honestly. It's no X-Men. You hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a terrible game. Yes, the Black Widow ramp was not that well designed, but, but since perfected on Deadpool. So, uh, you know, advancements were made, but my point is it wasn't a successful game. So there's no reason to vault it. So I just figured, okay, they did, uh, the pin style home based Star Wars. It's a brilliant theme. Avengers is a brilliant theme for targeting the home market. And then there wouldn't be any confusion if it was the home pin with this not just being like a reskin of the old 2012 Avengers. So uh, given that, plus we're past the movies for Avengers now, I that's just where I was. And then I think there was a home pin, actually, for there was a Marvel themed home pin for Stern back not on the current base 
you know, the current. Yeah, there's, there's a Spider-Man Home Edition. That's the yeah, layout. Prior that, to prior to that, I think there, there was, was an Iron Man as well. There, there was some sort of because I remember I was in like a a game room store back in the day, and I saw like a a dumbed down version of a Stern uh, Avengers. I think it was. I have to look that up. Yeah. I th- I think there was a, a home Transformers, a home Iron Man, a home Spider-Man, obviously, is the layout they keep kind of reusing over and over on those. Um, <laughs> they did that again for like the fourth time. Yes. <laughs> and, and so it's like, you know, it, it is what it is. So then when I heard from Zach Minnie with uh, Flipping Out Pinball that this was not a home edition and it wasn't a vault, I knew it wouldn't be a vault. I was like, okay, well, uh, given what it is, I think it was smart that they pulled the Deadpool thing, though, and did it comic and didn't base it off the films. Well, they don't have to pay anybody that way. Yes, so. that's why it's smart. <laughs> yeah. But then they can put in two spinners and they don't have to decontent that because they don't have to pay the actors. Right, right. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, we didn't get the rights to we didn't get the rights to the the voice of Chris Pratt. So we're going to we'll just have the guy who did Samuel L. Jackson's voice on Jurassic Park and reprise his role <laughs> as the narrator. Why would Ned redo this? <laughs> That's the new one. I guess it's a spike it system. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> oh, oh, I like to mock. So, okay. So, yeah. Uh, and, and like you, Jason, t- I totally agree that this, I mean, t- this was a low effort license choice. It's, uh, and I like the Avengers as well. I mean, I've enjoyed the films. I, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't ever really into comics, so I, I didn't read the Avengers, but, uh, it definitely reeks of let's not try too hard and let's just revisit the well on, mm-hmm. on the, and that's sort of been a thing lately. It seems like we're revisiting the well a lot on just reusing themes that worked in the past rather than, but you know, I can't go too far. You noted stranger things. It's a fair enough point to go and look last year and say, well, you know, revisiting Black Knight, which is only known by pinball people, was definitely not in the wheelhouse that you would have expected from Stern. And that was True. different. That is unique. That's a Steve Ritchie influence for sure, though. Yeah, yeah. I think they did it so he wouldn't quit. That's my theory. Well, he was burned out on doing licensed games. Well, he keeps, sure. get, he keeps getting like the worst ones where there's no flexibility. Yeah, the Star Wars where he had, they have to pay for the assets, so there's yeah. only room for like a rusty spoon as like a as a unique guest. It's like uh, you can't you can't even have play. a good plunge on that game. They took away the good shooter lane. Yeah, you plunge into the out lane. It's sad. Uh, okay, so given all that, uh, I guess we should probably as a we have to address guy. the gauntlet first. Yes, yes, I wanted to talk about the look of the game. So <laughs> you, you want to start with the gauntlet. You're, you seem to not be a fan, Jason. Tell tell me of your non fanness. I need to see it in person because sometimes what do you think? Do you <laughs> sometimes things? Well, part part of my criticism of it, I would like to see it in person before really uh, sticking to it. But first of all, I think the gauntlet looks a little bit like you ever see a hazmat suit and the yes, guy's gloves. Yes, yes. <laughs> it looks a little bit like a hazmat suit glove with some very washed out lights put on it, like. Why couldn't they put gems on there? They're supposed to be Infinity Stones. Why are they white? Mm. I mean, the, the one thing that would be my criticism of it was, okay, if they need a lot of light for filming it for the trailer and, and the intro and things like that, maybe the gems aren't quite as washed out when you watch it in real in real life, like in person. That's a little bit like the projector on Stranger Things. It looks better in real life than it does when you try to film it. 
Having said that, they're still not gems. You know, they're kind of just washed out blobs. I think you you do bring up a good point that I hadn't considered about uh, photographing LEDs, and we've we've often seen that like the. But normally, when we see LEDs photographed, like color LEDs, uh, they look more garish. Like they're bright, they seem mm-hmm. they seem more whatever color they're per- portraying. Mm-hmm. My problem with this is, I think that the sculpt looked cheap, and I think the modders are going to have a field day with that. So I guess I was going to say that's screaming for a mod. Yeah. So I, I think I think ultimately, as it bothers me, like this would never make me want to own the premium. That I'd be more. I'd yeah. rather have the flat plastic than this. I agree. And the other thing is, even though it may not look exactly like how it does in the photo, I'm pretty sure based off of the photo that I will be able to clearly make out the LED bulbs behind the gems. Oh, no. So, so because that's what I see that like the whiteness, that's the bulb part. So if it's that obvious, my initial thought is, why didn't you use a more opaque plastic for the gems? The plastic needs to go something there. You have to be a way to make the plastic look like actual gems. Yeah, I, so I, I just, I didn't, I, uh, I will say this. I think that the bulb effect behind these gems looks better than what I saw on the topper. I like the idea of having all the lights in the topper, though. That's cool. Where, yeah, you know, no, I, I think it's a good up. idea. Uh, I just, I, again, if it's trying to be glowing gems, I think you need to try and diffuse that light more. Like when I look at the photo, they don't all look bad. Like I'm looking at the one on, on the pro or excuse me, on the premium on the this week in pinball site. The green gem looks okay to me. But the but the top ones don't. You ever see the topper for uh, Toten, and it has the gems on top in the sword? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, there's an aftermarket topper for uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights, and in in the game, it's sort of similar where you have to collect the gems for the sword. It's sort of like the Infinity Gauntlet. Now that I think about it, but there's a topper that's an aftermarket piece, and it has gems, and they light up, and I I'm pretty sure they look better. Then what's coming out now for the you know the the stern topper? Hmm. So they stole another thing from Toten for this game, is what you're saying? I, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. I think that that's Marvel's thing. I don't think Stern. <laughs> now, I don't, maybe Keith is like, it. you know what? I really like Tails. I want that lamp. I want that aftermarket topper. I well, you it. know, the spinner thing is sort of like the Toten lamp, exactly. Yeah, that's my my initial thought. I, I hear a lot of people say Ringmaster, and I get that. But mm-hmm. only because on the premium it lifts, but it right. doesn't on the. Otherwise, it's static. It doesn't have a magnet on it. It's yeah. so that's that's all lamp from Toten. I don't know what the official name of that spinny thing is, but I think it goes back further in pinball oh, history. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure too. I just call it a spinning disc. Uh, yeah. Tony, what what are your thoughts on the glove? The glove, the power the glove. glove. That, it's bad. That, that, that it is bad. That's for sure. It looks like it's a cheap adult novelty toy is what it looks like. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> no glove, no love? Exactly. Uh, yeah, no. The, just the entire sculpt for it is terrible. And like you were talking about, the gems are just... There is nothing impressive about that piece at all. It detracts completely from everything else in that that whole area. The The flat plastic of the Pro looks so much better. Yeah, and I, I'm scrolling, I'm looking at different photos of it, and the flat plastic with the LEDs and the gym plastic they went with, I think that looks good. I think the gyms on that look perfectly good, and see how you see the bulb with them is distorted by the plastic, and so it looks more natural. Mm-hmm. Flat plastic for the win. What do they call that? Bitty-rate or something? B-U-T-Y-R-A-T-E. I don't know how to pronounce that. 
that's what the material is for the plastic. That's flat what Stern plastic? now uses as the word to describe any time they use a flat plastic. Oh, it's a I beauty. Had no rate. idea. Thanos Infinity Gauntlet butyrate with lights, whereas ah. Dennis would say it's a flat plastic with bulbs. <laughs> you know, yours doesn't sound as fancy. I know, and but, that's why I don't a rate that. Butyrate up. is a four carbon fatty acid. Okay, know. which is that it sounds is a traditional name for a for. A, Are you googling this? Yeah, no, I he's am. got memorized. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced biturate is the correct pronunciation. Biturate. Should I take that with or without fish oil? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. So we don't. We are all in agreement. We don't care for the premium LE glove. Um, what about Zombie Yeti's art package overall, Jason? What do you think of that? Oh, it's fantastic. Is I mean, it though? Is it? I think so. Yeah, I, 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 I like anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're trying to trick me. <laughs> it's it's so obvious. I almost feel silly having. At a least I'm not a yes. I'm not a yes man. I'd be like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> is it his best? Is it his best pinball art package? I, I don't know. It depends on the yeah. subject. Matter. I think everything. I think everything he draws is really good. I just think I it depends on whether you like the subject matter or not. You know, it, that's basically the way it goes. Well, I'm making you pick, Jason. If you had to write this moment, I know it can change depending on mood. If you were to pick just playfield art, mm. what zombie yeti playfield art is your favorite? So what do we have? We have, you have Ghostbusters, Deadpool, Iron Maiden. Yeah, or did he do Deadpool? He did Deadpool. He did. Right? Yeah, he did. Deadpool. Yeah, he did. Uh, you have Iron Maiden. You have uh, Primus, and oh. you have Turtles. And this. Ooh, the Turtles is pretty good. It I is? think I like this better than Turtles, though. I just because I think I like the subject matter a little bit better. I I see myself as more of a yeah. Avengers guy than a Turtles guy. My wife was like, what? They did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I was like, I guess I'm not getting that one. So what's your yeah, pick? I, I think so. I, I you think like I'll it better than Deadpool? Deadpool yeah, I, I like the Deadpool art. I think that the actual uh, Deadpool dude peeling off his face on the one back glass is what puts it behind Avengers for me. Yeah, but I said only Playfield. That's true. You did say Playfield. Uh, I mean, they're both good. I, I like I like them both. Yes, but I said I even one. like the premium Deadpool uh, with the shark that no one likes. I think. Oh, I think him fighting true. a giant megalodon is cool. I just didn't like the color. Yeah. So you're not picking. Well, thank thanks for nothing, Jason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they all are good, I don't know. Yes, I know, I know. Avengers, That's why, in a way, it's Avengers. But, okay, Avengers you're going with Avengers is his best. Uh, Tony, what playfield would you pick? I'd probably go Deadpool. That historically has been my pick, and I think I still would say that. And I'd actually do Ghostbusters a second, and then probably this third. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable with that. But with it's that. all good. I mean, I look back, and even it though is the, all good. the theme does now? nothing for me, what he did with the sand and stuff on Iron Maiden, I think is so cool with the, how that play field looks. But. The three different ones on Iron Maiden, and Maiden how they all have, like, kind of themes to them like yeah. there's an egyptian one yeah and that's a fighter the one pilot one like all the, the the fact that there's actual specific themes to each one is is amazingly cool i like that yeah. a lot and that's actually i guess a, a again it wouldn't affect my buying decision at all but that i suppose is a, a minor gripe of mine on this is you basically have the premium and le are the same art package the only same difference yeah, the only difference is on the like on the side art and stuff is like some of the blue colors were swapped for yellows, mm. but it's still the same Thanos uh, Thanos theme. 
personally, I, I uh, if I were to pick the side cabinet translite art package, I would go with the LE. I think the yellow powder coat looks good. I and think that's too much yellow. I no, think the whole there's thing, no such thing. <laughs> I think I was just about to say, I think the powder coat's a little much on that. I, I, I look know. at I it and I go, go it reminds me of Plotchman's, which is my favorite mustard. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. See, because I've never I, heard, I thought I, it, never heard thought of Plotchman's mustard. It's I thought the, it was too much. Oh, Plotchman's is the, is the cool one in the weird shaped bottle. I, I figured you as a Grey Poupon sort of guy. You're very classy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, <laughs> I, I never buy premiums and LEs, but I buy Grey Poupon. Uh, premium, that's premium or LE mustard. <laughs> this is my limited edition mustard topper. <laughs> mustard topping. One of 500 autographed lids for your mustard. All right, so you think the yellow is too much. So wh- what would you pick, premium or pro on the art? Uh, Caps and translate. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I was looking more at the mechs than the art for the premium and pro. Well, so I, I don't, don't buy off of art ever, so I don't blame yeah. you. But yeah, I, I didn't really look at the art too closely between the two of them. I didn't notice where I was like, I know that the pro has no, the premium has Thanos on the side, Thanos, Thanos, whatever, yeah, on Thanos, the side, yeah. and the pro has uh, different art on the side. Heroes, but neither yeah. one, neither one, I was, I was, wasn't like ew or wow for either one. I was just they're both good. Tony, did you have a preference? Yeah, I prefer the premium art. Okay. I mean, honestly, though, I could see I kind of like the Pro Trans Light better. Mm. But the side arts, but it's real close. But the side art, I prefer the premium side yeah, art. Yeah, I kind of like focused side art uh, where it's focused around one character rather than the montage thing. Mm. Yeah. We get a lot of montage things in pinball. So. But that, that, that LE is just, it's... It's too yellow. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not just the powder coat because they went and they changed the side art to yellow and red instead of the yellow That's and right. purple. It looks awesome, which just makes it even brighter. Yes. And it, it and, and Thanos's face is more washed out, and the gloves more washed out. Washed out with just, power. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I. Th- I think it's it. It's just too much, and I like yellow. I don't mind yellow. I just think that it's too uniform. That would be my critique of the Ellie. Hmm. I think there needs to be more contrast. Yes, too perfect, uh, difficult, <laughs> difficult to achieve, but yet somehow possible. Yeah. Uh, price. Hey, Jason, you got any thoughts on price? So, oh wait, uh, these I all do. went up. I researched bucks. it. Yeah, I researched it because I was sitting here waiting for this to start. Did you know, Dennis and Tony, that the price of lumber has increased 160% since April, according to the National Home Builders Association? I did not know that. That yes. surprised me. So that's why Stern, I think, at least well, besides the fact that they just raise prices whenever they can, uh, <laughs> I think that there was actually a, somewhat of a need in terms of raw materials to raise prices. I could see the price of the wood for the cabinet and the play field. It, you know, that $100 probably is a, a big chunk of that. It would be my guess. I, I like your guess, Jason, but I'm going to disagree with it. You're <laughs> just going to say they raised prices anyways. Uh, mm. No, no. Well, I mean, they did according to, to Zach. And for those that don't know, I, I usually record the pinball show on the same day. I do eclectic gamers and I usually record it first. So that's where this is coming from. So you save the best for last. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I do. And, and from that, he had noted that the last stern price increase was January. Uh, which I believe was $100 as well. 
But that's not why I disagree with your theory, Jason. The reason I disagree is this price increase is only on Avengers. It does not impact Turtles or any of the other games. It does starting January 1st. I heard it's retroactive. you're correct. And that's what he mentioned is that as of the start Mm -hmm. of 2021, all of the -the on-the-line games are going to go up to the same price point. But that they have not done so yet does not make me think that it's driven by lumber. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if, if if it's, holy crap, we're not making our profit margins because lumber just spiked in price, then they should have raised the price of turtles, too. At least turtles. Maybe. Or else they're just delaying it by a couple months to avoid pissing people off even more than they probably already will be. Uh, I mean, they, they could. <laughs> but again, that pricing you mentioned was like March or so. Turtles was only, what, May? So why didn't we see the price on turtles? I don't True. get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. It may be a motivator. Um and I would agree that that keeping that price flat for the time being would probably help keep some people calm. But I, I just I'm not sure. I think it's just I think Stern is at the point where they want to do incremental price increases on an annual basis, at least. And I actually mm-hmm. think that's smart. Uh, I think it's better to do that than to wait a few years and then say, OK, we're increasing prices by five hundred. I think that, yeah, I think, I I think get a little drips and drabs, death by a thousand cuts rather than one massive blow. Yeah, and this <laughs> is just from uh, my own professional experience of trying the different models of things like on dues payments and stuff, keeping them flat versus and, and it's weird. It's like the incremental approach is annoying. People will whine about it, but it's easy to budget. It doesn't. People mm-hmm. don't. Whereas in other instances, I, I've seen, oh great, you've now increased us by twelve percent. We're not going to participate. Because that's just a huge spike. Yeah. I mean, the question I find, though, is like, at what point does it start to price people out? Because I know my day job is in the auto industry, and I've been saying for a couple of years now, because the way the auto industry works, all the companies are public. There's no growth in units, particularly, because, you know, anyone who wants a car has a car, basically. So you're just stealing market share from your competitors. So the only way to show growth as a public entity is to raise prices. So automakers raise prices, raise prices, raise prices. And at some point, the price inflation of automobiles has so significantly outpaced wage inflation that it becomes unsustainable. And I I just wonder, in the pinball situation as well, at what point, you know, is a premium game going to be $8,000 pretty soon? That's crazy. You know, I mean, we're getting close to there on MSRP. No, you're you're right. You're right. In fact, the... uh... I know Twip had projected based off of the MSRP that the street price now for the pros of this game are probably going to be in the $5,800 to $6,000 range. Uh, as, yeah. as a case in point, I bought new in box, my Star Trek Pro for under $4,800 in 2015. You bought it new in box for $4,800? Yep. I hate you. I paid five. Yep. <laughs> you should. You should hate me. So you think about that. It has now been just under. Because I bought it late in the year. It's been just under five years since I bought Star Trek, and their pricing has gone up a thousand dollars. That's crazy. And that's not inflation. No, because inflation has been very low for the last five years. So no, there's no one. There, you know, it's it's weird. I mean, I don't. Interest rates have been low so so low for so long, and you know, economics just dictates that theoretically that would increase inflation, but it really. Certainly not wage inflation, that's for sure. Yeah, and no, it's. It, I think it's an excellent point. I, in fact, when I bought that game, I remember at the time my policy was I will never spend five thousand more than five thousand dollars for a pinball machine. That was my mm-hmm. rule. Now I have changed 
career-wise, since then, I now make significantly more money than I did in 2015. So my oh, standards have changed. us. So my standards <laughs> have changed. Well, you know, how math you know factors makes a difference. I'm sure for Tony, things two years ago versus what he can he can do now, thanks to promotions, uh, is significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now I actually reduce my debt instead of continually increase my debt. And That's at this rate, model. 40 or 50 years from now, I might have no debt. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I bought TNA uh, was because I quit jobs and I got a vacation payout. That's how I justified it. It's like, oh, I have free money. Well, that's pretty good. I'd take that. Yeah. I kind of wish I had the money back and then I could buy Avengers. Oh, is that a game that you would actually be interested in, in uh, purchasing? I'd want to try it first. It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it looks good. I've wanted yeah. an Elwyn. I really was tempted by Jurassic Park. Really was. The only thing was I could easily play it on location, so I didn't. Mm. You know, that really Wait, helps. What? What's that? Exactly. What is that? <laughs> oh, so sad. The locations are open now, but I no. I'm not, I know there. I have a lot of good friends that have uh, arcades in New Jersey that are open, but I mean, I just personally can't do it because of my health concerns. So you know, I, I feel bad for them. I mean, it's just. I went around and tried to buy t-shirts and everything else from every arcade just as a show of support. Any arcade. So I have like an entire wardrobe of t-shirts from like Texas arcades and like all this stuff at the time the pandemic started just because I felt bad for them. But I mean, I can't personally do it right now. I just can't. And that was my lifestyle. I would do that all the time with my kids. Uh Tony, I know your lifestyle isn't going and buying a bunch of stern uh, new inbox pinball machines, but what are your thoughts on the on the price increase? I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed to see two price increases in a year. Mm, yeah, um, that's a good point. At least do it on a calendar year, right? To to have two in this year is just I don't know. Especially when there's been, would you say there's been fewer games this year? I would think so. Definitely fewer made and fewer announced. Yeah, fewer yeah. announced though. So basically, the gap between price increases in terms of num- you know game game releases is even less than normal. I would think. Hmm, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, at this point, at what at what point are we going to get where we're just going to see a price increase with every new game or every other new game? I I mean we may be at that point. It started to feel that way to me with some of the other manufacturers, but it, it all varies. I mean, Hot Wheels did see a slight decrease. There is less to it than there were <laughs> the predecessor games. I was say that's not saying a whole lot. Yeah, I know. I but, like but I mean, I, like what, I mean, some, oh, I think, I think some cool. manufacturers are recognizing, especially those that started at the higher dollar point. So same with Wonka stripping a mech and actually offering their SE at an affordable rate. You know that Hot Wheels is, I mean, I think it's an amazing game, but you know that it's stripped. When I'm watching the stream, I'm like, hey, I talked to my sixth grader. I'm like, hey, look at this new game. He's like, wow, that looks really empty. (laughs) (laughs) My sixth grader said that. The middle school burn. Yeah, yeah, I was, so if a sixth grader is going into sixth grade too, is, is noticing that a game doesn't have a lot of stuff, I guess that, you know, it's probably the case. (laughs) <laughs> but you know, I still think that game is cool. I like the theme. I like the idea of collecting cards. I, I like the, the Hot Wheels game. Well, we'll just have to wait and see if it does well for them. I th- I think they got really screwed on the pandemic thing, sabotaging their reveal and the fact that they were marketing it from operators. And <laughs> no, yeah. Operators are not picking up games right now. I think it'll still be by far their number one song game. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I mean, when you compare it to Oktoberfest, it didn't sell any. 
Well, yes, that's a good point. And then what else is there? Houdini? I yeah, mean, Houdini. I, I think Hot Wheels allowed to sell Houdini. Okay. I actually I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I I think uh, the only reason I hedge is I think sales are just down a lot because of the pandemic. Mm, that's a good point. I don't think I think it's a pretty low bar to hurdle though. I don't think their sales were off. The no, wall. they're uh, from reports I've heard, neither of their games sold a thousand units. Oh wow! My spies I want are everywhere. Fest. I actually I hate. Why the do theme. you want an Oktoberfest? The theme is so dumb, but it's so un- like you never uh. see it anywhere. So unusual. There's a reason. Uh, who does it? Turbo Graphics streams Oktoberfest, and it's fun to watch. That's just because this stream's good. Don't be tricked by this. <laughs> it's not fun to play. Yeah, I don't know. I've only played it. I played it a couple times. <laughs> Maybe this is a sign. Every place I played it at, it it left. That's probably <laughs> a sign. that's probably not a good sign. Like it was yeah. at. Uh, What's that uh, Penn Skate? There was a, like a skate park that had one, and they had one very briefly at Sunshine Laundromat, and they had a lot of mechanical issues, I think. Mm. So it left. And then I don't... Oh, they had one at the Pinball Gallery, too. That was the third place, both Pennsylvania arcades. The, so I played it three different places, and I don't think that any of those three still have it. So it's probably not a good sign. But you still won it. I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> mind it. I'd have to get. I'd have to get a really good deal on it. I think that's part of the appeal. It would be packed with mechs and, and stuff, and it probably would have terrible resale value. Hmm. So, well, you know, if you want a lot of stuff in a game, there's always uh, Thunderbirds. Oh no, that's, that art is so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> At least make it Team America. Uh, we that all wish that. That's but... screaming for a retheme to a Team America. Someone's got to grab one of those with like. For like three thousand dollars on resale value, I hear you can do it. And it'd be like America, f yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is there anything to cover on Avengers that we haven't yet before we move to the next topic? One thing I might have missed it because I'm sure people heard my dog went nuts because our backyard was invaded, so I had to go take care of it. Uh-oh. Uh But did we? Well, yeah, it was invaded by a by a plastic bag blown in by the wind. Oh, but, not like Dennis's house was invaded? It's no. No, no, no. No, she just started going Too nuts. Soon? My dog rarely ever barks. <laughs> I love so home invasion jokes. It's a little weird. <laughs> but, uh, Zombie Yeti's done the last two yes. art packages. Yes. Because Turtles and Avengers both were. Johnny Crap was Jurassic. That was the one before those two, right? Oh, well, Stranger Things was... Stranger Things. Oh, and Stranger Things. Right, right, right. And who was Stranger Things? I, uh, I don't remember. I don't even know. Hmm. Do you want to know? I'm looking. I'm looking. I have. Now we're going to force Dennis to cut out all this dead air. That's true. <laughs> that okay, happens a lot. so... Bob's... Deadlick. Hmm. I don't know. Who did the Star Wars Pro Premium and Limited Edition and the LE Game of Thrones? Mm. Okay, that, so they put Bob on when the license restrictions are really high. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it sounds like. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, Yeti's done the last two. I just thought it was interesting that he'd done the last two back to back like that. Well, and I, I don't think this was secret, and I apologize to Jeremy if he meant it to be, but he didn't tell me it was. But I had been communicating with him, and he had mentioned that 
there was a project with Stern that sort of fell into his lap. I assume it was meant to be for another artist, and I'm guessing that's Avengers, but it may have been Turtles. Um, but hmm. basically, he he ended up accepting the two projects back to back because there was a need for someone to step in and do the art on one of them. Well, a lot of those artists that Stern uses do concert posters and promotions too, and there's really not any concerts right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it makes uh, the pandemic's been tough on a lot of people. Well, if you want something to hit your wallet, let's talk about the Elvira Topper. Oh, that's right, Elvira House of Horrors. There was a distributor that announced that uh, they showed some images of the Topper. And said that it's a thousand dollars. That was not a placeholder price, and that it was limited to two hundred units. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars or nine hundred ninety dollars. Nine hundred. You got it. You got a real uh, unfiltered reaction to that because I hadn't heard okay. that yet. Well, nine ninety. Oh my let's, let's put it that way. I was pissed off about the Jurassic Park hidden mode. This is even worse. Okay. Well. Um. Well. <laughs> the. Uh, from what I understand, uh, from Zach Minnie. Uh, the price that, that might, it's not necessarily guaranteed to be the 999, but that is what has been initially indicated. But since the topper's not officially released yet, that price could change. Uh, he did indicate that it is not being treated like the R2D2 topper. It's not technically an LE topper. So if Stern, Stern might only choose to make 200 units of it, but it's not officially capped at 200. So they would have the ability to make more if they wanted to. If, if, if more than 200 people wanted to spend a thousand dollars on a topper. Yes. Does it come with a lock of Elvira's real hair? I was going to say that, that, <laughs> I don't know what it comes with. I've seen some, I've seen some people indicate that, that maybe it has a screen integrated into it in some way. I'm not. Pinball paparazzi shared a picture of, it and it looks like the front opens up and there's like, like it's the, <laughs> it, it, it's the, uh, you know, it's like the graves when it's right, not right. transformed. And then it opens up and it looks to me like it's just a picture of like, Elvira, like long and narrow picture of her, mm. but I, it, yeah, it has I saw to be that too. Cooler than that for a thousand dollars. No, I mean, I, I don't know. My, my, my baseline thoughts are uh, in terms of whatever it's got going on in it isn't going to be quote unquote worth a thousand dollars. But that said, Stern has been raising their topper prices. We didn't talk about the topper really much on Avengers, but it's set to be $600. And purportedly, it will also be having a mode that it unlocks just like the goat mode with Jurassic Park. So they're doing the software. I hate DLC. They're doing the DLC model with that. I don't know that this has that, but... I mean, when they came out... I'm going to rant. Because when they came out with the Jurassic Park topper... So I paid... I got a Jurassic Park premium, and I paid... You know, mid seven thousands, mid to high seven thousands for it. So seven thousand dollars plus is not enough to get all the modes in a game. You have to try to squeeze another five hundred dollars out of me to try to play all the modes on on the game that I just spent approaching eight grand on. Now that they keep raising prices, um, well, Jason, well, that's an interesting point. But I would say you got everything that you paid for in the Matrix. I knew it. That's right. You- you're in cahoots with them. Mm. Oh, my favorite <laughs> hoots are the cahoots. It's just insulting. I hate the DLC model in video games, too. Well, most gamers do. Yeah. But we still pay for it. Uh, See, I don't know. I'm difference. much less likely to play a game that has DLC 
than one that doesn't. Well, and here, the difference to me is in video games is I have no problems paying for DLC that is, you know, story continuations or new things that you can do Mm -hmm. after the story or like with Fallout where they add in whole side quests that take you to whole new areas. I'm playing Baldur's Gate again right now, and Baldur's Gate has Baldur's Gate and then like at least two expansion packs after that that are continuations of the story. So I guess it's a fine line between what's a new game and what was stuff that was hidden in there the whole time that they're just trying to gouge you for. Like, buying right. a fighting game and having to pay for individual fighters in the game is absurd. I hate that. I agree with that. that yeah. That's exactly what, but that's what I mean. I'm against stuff like that. Or, or hey, here's this weapon, and, oh, but you have to buy it. It's in the game, but you mm-hmm. have to buy it to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is different to me than having, like, big major story additions. And yeah. quite frankly, pinball doesn't need DLC, period. I mean, I get what they're trying to do. It's a pro- it's a business. They're trying to make a profit. If they can do it, and it, people are going to still buy pinball machines, I'd probably do it too. But I don't have to like it. <laughs> but would you would you actually put it, spend the time and effort to create code and to create a mode that will only work if two hunt for two hundred people who have spent the extra to get the special? Mm. Don't you feel fancy topper? I guess it de- I wonder how long it took them to create the topper and the mode, like on an hourly basis, what they're actually profiting from that. Is it worth, is it worth, the- like if you're right, if they only sell 200 toppers, is that negative sediment that it generates with a lot of people worth whatever meager additional revenue they generate? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting mix of stuff. I, judging from just my opinion, my assessment, of what the mode was for Jurassic Park. I do not think there's a significant amount of programming time that's going into that. So, no, probably. So if it's going to be like that, where it's just like a progressive jackpot style hurry up or multi-ball mode for Avengers mm. that is going to be behind this topper paywall, and that's what they're going to use to justify that the topper is going to be $600 rather than $400 uh, because you get software with it. Okay. I mean, mm. it, it is what it is. I, I have some issues from like a scoring perspective, like, you know, when it comes to high score competitions, are you at a disadvantage against someone who owns the topper? You'd have to turn it off. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, there exactly. There are ways around Mustang. That mode exists in Mustang. We have a Mustang at my office, which I'll probably never go back to because they're closing it. But, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but we have a Mustang and I always like wait until it's like M U S T A N. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll try for a high score. Mm. Right. Right. Because the, the the free multi ball is almost ready. I mean, from, from Stern's perspective here, here's the thing. So, and for even from the purchasing perspective. So I'm not a big topper person. So, you know, take, bear that in mind. But my, my thinking is obviously. Stern's got investors. Stern needs to make money. People are buying these, so it's working. And if you buy them, even though I would say, like, from a feature perspective, this is a waste of money. Like, whatever a virus topper does, it's not going to do $1,000 worth of stuff. The fact that even non-limited toppers seem to be selling more used than they are new means that they are appreciating in value. So I can't even say it's a sucker buy because you can get your money back if you want to get out of the topper. Well, the Jurassic one sold out fast. It, it did. It sold out very fast. And we don't know when, if and when they're going to make more of them. So there's just, there's this demand. And 
Now, why is it the way that they're doing this versus maybe like upping their margin, um, upping their quantity at a lower rate? Personally, and I don't know this is true, but personally, I think Stern hates making toppers. They won't outsource mm. it for whatever reason. They're manufacturing them internally and they're not very good at it. Like they're really slow about building toppers. So <laughs> they take. I couldn't believe that they revealed the Avengers topper. Usually it's like three years after the game. Well, and, and, but who knows when you're going to get it? Cause look at how long ago, you know, they didn't have to jump through a ton of approvals on the Black Knight topper. And it was only just recently that they finally got, and those are like all sold out too. That thing's actually pretty cool. It is dude. cool, but it was $450. So you know what they that's can, a, you know what they can make a money at. That's worth 400. That for $450 is way cooler than whatever sure. they're going to do for a, a virus for a thousand. But if their plan is, we always want to, you know, a virus purported 200 aside, like if their normal thing is, we always want to make somewhere between 500 and a thousand toppers and we just want to make as much money as possible at it. Then obviously the only solution is to up how much they cost to set uh, how much they sell them at without upping how much it costs to make them. So that's where you start doing DLC stuff because your programmers are on salary. It's not costing you any more money to have them make a new mode rather than go back and fix Ghostbusters. So that's what you do. Well, the bottom line is it's tough to blame Stern if they come out with a Jurassic Park DLC topper and it sells out instantly. Like if I was selling, if I could sell anything and it would sell out instantly, I'd do it. Like why, would, yeah. why wouldn't you do it? No one's buying, but so I'm not. But <laughs> but from a hobbyist perspective, here's where I think there's a legitimate complaint. And that toppers historically were just accessories that people could have. And now at least official stern toppers feel like they're designed for whales. People that have way more money and it's just another way to flex and to show that you're better, that your wallet's better, and thus you're a better hobbyist. Uh, to get the sort of like if you're a completionist now it's just going to cost an obscene amount of money to invest into all this stuff to get all of these added features and i i totally understand why that's off but yeah you could get your money back if you sell it but you still have to have the money to get in on it in the first place and mm. you really i think you have to sit and really ask yourself about a topper we're talking if this price is right six elvira toppers equals a pro <laughs> that's I mean, think about that. That's not for long, though. Yeah, no, no not, that's true. <laughs> Thank, thankfully, that's true. So, <laughs> so that's that's the aspect of that. Um, I had someone email into me uh, about the uh, about the thing about stern and upsetting people, and I think I think that actually that was a non-issue because as long as stern, you know, home pin aside, as long as stern is the cheapest game in town for commercial grade pinball machine. It doesn't matter how mad you are about their accessory market. They're still the only affordable pinball company. No, I mean, I, that that's very true. If you look at a Stern Pro versus a Jersey Jack, I mean, my gosh, I can't. <laughs> I can't afford it, really. I mean, I, that's why I have no Jersey Jack pins right now. Of course, I did buy a Jurassic Premium, but... You know, even if uh, even an entry level JJP, what's it's still probably more than that, right? Yeah, I well, know, what what'd, you, what'd you pay for the JP? The dra uh, well, yeah, uh, mid sevens. Yeah, I think I think a standard new inbox Wonka uh, seventy five hundred pre shipping. Well, that was smart. That was when they decontented it. Prior to that, yeah, it was it another was, thousand. Yeah, it was another thousand above. Yep. That. Yeah, Wonka's tempting. It, too bad I don't like. I'm not wild about the theme. The theme. Yeah, I don't know. The the game in general feels kind of floaty to me when I mm. played it, but I don't know. Well, maybe you but, like you Guns know, and like, Roses. Oh gosh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hear people saying how 
trying to claim that Guns N' Roses is still relevant in today's world, and it's beyond irrelevant as a theme. I, ugh. But I do like Eric Min- Minier, and I think that his designs are incredible. So it'll probably be an amazing, fun game that I just wouldn't want to own because of the theme. That would be probably what it'll boil down to. I can't imagine staring at Axel's face when I walk down into my basement every day. I'd be like, kids, this is a band that sings about like these horrible... Here's a song about heroin, kids. You know, like <laughs> chasing chasing the dragon, or I, I just I can't. I, uh, Guns and Roses as a theme for me is like a big zero, but I do think Toy Story will be cool. That's interesting. If it ever happens, if Guns and Roses let me have a mode where I was feeding Axel cheeseburgers, maybe <laughs> the fat Axel backlash. Yes, I want to plump him up. Alternate backlash. Someone has to make a fat Axel <laughs> alternate backlash. I would, I would get that. Just frame it. <laughs> the throw mama from the train backlash. <laughs> well, m- moving from the topper talk, uh, we'll go to Deep Root. Um, so they put out a Facebook post just the other day asking for people to kind of write in, give them some quotes to win a t shirt about uh, Playfield Dimpling. And they showed a was little. Was that confusing or was it just me? Huh? The, the way they worded that was confusing. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I read it and I was like, what? I was like, I was like, this sounds like a lot of work to just understand what they're saying. I'd have to reread it. I thought I understood the first time, um, but it, it was kind of lengthy for what they wanted. But mm-hmm. so basically, they want people to send an email, not, not post on Facebook, but send an email in uh, to give them a quote that they could use for PR purposes. So that was part of the confusion. Is they, they had some language uh, trying to explain that by doing this, you were agreeing that you you could be associated with your quote in their marketing. Mm. And then they have their little logo where there's a little hand and it says hammer tested and you, go, you see it going dink. And to me, it looks like a dink. <laughs> I, uh, per- it's like a soft hammer. Well, yeah. Like one of those children's toys of, that goes like. I, I know it's not a ball peen hammer, but it's not a, I, a dog toy. Well, it has a little trademark, a little TM, and you see a little little splash on it. And I just want, I just, it makes me think, dink. I mean, personally, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, it's it's a little logo for a t-shirt, so it, it is what it is. I mean, I would have gone with something far more Soviet-inspired for this. Uh, a hammer and sickle? No, Soviet well, not enough. the sickle. I mean, that that's <laughs> like... A, a sickle-tested play field. That's we like a sickle to all our play that's like, <laughs> I wasn't going to plagiarize the USSR flag, but I'm just saying... Comrades, test our play field. That'd be like if they wanted a whole like collective-themed thing in pinball. Maybe you do something <laughs> like that. That probably hurts your sales because there's still some people that are, that are a little salty Pinball about sales in Russia. I'm just so, so, some, you know, there's just some people that there might be some Cold War baggage that might hurt your sales. It's but... a vast untapped market. You know how big <laughs> Siberia is. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the game where you go and you, and you poison all your political rivals. Where the it's Gulag Multiball. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's COVID doctors keep falling out open windows. Hurry up! Oh no! No! Oh, too soon. No. Okay. Well, oh. Uh, so the reason why I wanted to bring this up wasn't about the logo or or the T-shirt of the contest, but I think that now that Deep Root is getting ready for their reveal later this month, this I think is a smart strategy for them. They need something oh, to, to stand out, and I think them trying to exploit that. Other pinball companies have 
garbage play field quality is a good angle to go with because hundred percent. I mean, Stern something to make up for their terrible game that they showed a year ago and have been utterly silent since. Well, and they've been unwilling to show us anything new since then, Uh, you know, because that was a, you remember that was the prototype that like had zero of their innovations in it. So you got, you got half the impression (laughs) that you weren't even looking at the real game. Pre-alpha prototype. Yeah, it was, I was, it was odd to say the least. That was odd. It's better than a box of lights, which is what Papa Duke. Absolutely. That's a a big step in the right direction (laughs) considering the, uh, the designer. But when I think about it, you know, clear coat and playfield chipping issues have been within the last two years associated with Jersey Jack, Stern, and Spooky. And then Stern, <laughs> to, as I have quickly learned from my fairly dismissive statements on the pinball show, uh, in the slew of emails and messenger, messenger messages I've been getting, uh, the playfield printing quality on TMNT. So. And Some people said they were kind of washed out, I guess. Was that there, there, there's a bit of that, but there's also people that have indicated that they can see where the the printer inkjet head isn't – like you can see the vertical lines in the print job. Like they printed mm. it too fast or something. Like on the, mm. They put it on quick print mode. <laughs> inkjet. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. For, for home printers, inkjet is garbage. I don't – you should at least use a laser printer. Yeah, well, you know. You gotta save that money to invest in your topper design. So, mm. so anyway, the printing. So it's a, but it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing right now. People are still upset with playfield print quality. So, uh, this though is really focused on the dimpling, and there's been a tremendous amount of commentary about dimples versus craters versus uh, uh, clear peeling to clear bubbling to paint mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, so this idea. And in fact, I think it was first mentioned on the EGP interview we did with Robert years ago was that they were willing to smack their playfields with a hammer. And I think mm-hmm. leaning into that is a great strategy for them. Well, they stuck to it, at least. I mean, they, yeah. they've had a lot of bombastic claims over the years that a lot of things haven't materialized. But this one they stuck with. In fact, so if good. they're doing like these little dink hammers like the like the logo suggests, I think when you buy a deep root <laughs> game, it should come with the hammer they used to test your game. <laughs> yeah, it's like the little Shawshank Redemption hammer that he uses. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, a little dink hammer. I want like here is your certified here's the dink hammer that did your playfield. Hmm. And then they can just form into the into the back box a holding spot for it. There you go. It comes with a topper, <laughs> hammer topper. I you know if they can really come out with playfields that you can even somewhat hit with something and it doesn't dimple. I have to say that is impressive. It is. It is. It's just, you know, well, we- who was doing that? That was the Celts. Uh, what are those guys' names who did Celts? Uh, oh, I'm the sorry. Australian company. Yes, Haggis. Haggis Pinball. Haggis Pinball came out with the new play field manufacturing method that's like indestructible. Mm-hmm. Remember, before the pandemic, they were hitting it with hammers and all kinds of stuff and videos. So it has, it, it is possible to do it. The question is, though, will these playfields be made completely out of wood, or what will they be coated with? I don't know on the coating. I believe in their post about this contest, they did indicate that the playfield is wood. Mm-hmm. So at least like a base layer or something has yeah, cause to be. Because the haggis wood. one it has all sorts of like layers and coatings. And, of in fact, they offer like a they yeah they offer a regular plywood version. I think because Zach Mini whined about how the ball might roll different. Mm. And they're like, I, here, I think that game looks cool. That's another one I would get. Mm. I think that looks cool. I I want to try it. I say that on everything, though. 
Yeah. It's like, what game do you not want to try? I like to try all games, Tony. I'm willing to try everything. Yeah, but I mean, I, I like single level games. I mean, that's why I have TNA, but um, I mean, I got several single level games in my collection, but uh, yeah, I just... You're a street level entrepreneur. Or single level. I only have one street level game. <laughs> yeah. But you love them. You love all Gottliebs in general. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thankfully don't hear that as much as I used to. It's like, yeah, just <laughs> you own a couple You Gottliebs. haven't had me on in a year, so I, I haven't You're been the one who bought Mario and Dreddy. I don't understand why people are judging I've me. owned at least four, four or five Gottliebs. I had Rescue, Rescue one, yeah. Mario and Dreddy, uh, Teed Off, uh, Wipeout. What else have I owned? I think that might be it. Oh, I have, like, this broken e- EM Gottlieb out of sight. Oh, no one counts the EMs. Yeah, I don't think that counts. Those were so, respected. Yeah, I had four. Uh, yeah. You just need to get yourself a Waterworld and you'll be all set. I like Waterworld. Yeah, it's sort of an AFM style layout, if I remember. So. Yeah, that's probably the best one of all of them, and I haven't owned it. Well, that brings us up to our last pinball segment, which is a game. Jason, shall Yay! we play a game? Sure, now, sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, you'll love this game. It's great. Uh, I know, because I designed it. Uh, oh, self-proclaimed fantastic. It is. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard any EGP episodes where Tony and I have played a game called Build-A-Bank. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I want to do a Build-A-Bank. No, we're not doing Build-A-Bank, so shut up. I would, cru- <laughs> I would crush you guys. That's out of fear. That's why. No, you would you would <laughs> not. Because once you realize just what the randomizer does to you, you will, re- you will be done and you will be like, my set of six games is garbage. I thought Tony had you on that one. He only lost by one vote. I don't ever win. I won by one vote. I needed to create more fake accounts. (laughs) More fake accounts. Sort of like people who vote for the Twippies do. I thought... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, He he led for like the first two days or three. Yeah, I voted early. Early. Not often enough, apparently. Apparently not. Just early. What what can I say? I lost because Dennis voted for himself. I did not vote for myself. I had Ghostbusters, and some people respected that bold choice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, this will be very similar, though. So, Jason, I think you're going to get a good taste of Build-A-Bank, even though it's different. We're not going to have people vote online, though. Okay. This is... There's not going to be voting at all. We're not even going to vote amongst us. This is called Fix-A-Bank. Mm. Okay. So it's simple. Now Jason has already given us uh the the games that he owns, and I'll run through those real quick. So you have currently in your lineup Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that a pro? Pro. Okay. Yes. Then you have the premium version of uh Jurassic Park. Correct. You have the old uh solid state game eight ball, the Valley. Yes. Yep. You have uh Game of Thrones. I'm assuming that's a pro as well. Pro, yeah. Uh, that's a, that's the right answer, so thank you for that. Yeah, that that's is the correct I, answer. I, I love that game so much. Yeah, it's fun. And then uh, you have uh, Star Trek Pro. Yes. So you have five games. So Right now, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's how Fix-A-Bank works. Tony and I, and you, are going to fix your lineup. Oh, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Sell it for an equivalently priced item? No, that no. A- that, that, the rules are ultra simple. I will take one of your games and I will change it to something else. I must mm. change a game. I cannot, you know, I can't just go, I make 8-Ball, 8-Ball. I can't do something stupid like that. Make it 8-Ball Deluxe. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it can be any game. Do an EM. As long as it's a flipper pinball, it counts. Then Tony will go. He can either change another one of your games 
or he can change the game I changed, including changing it back. And you, Jason, will get the last change. So we could change up to three of your five games. Or none. Or actually end up back exactly where we started. Is pricing factored in at all? Okay, no. well, I can change. I can make some changes. To exactly. This. <laughs> see, fix. See, you see how fun this game already is. <laughs> An unlimited budget. The, After I win the lottery, we're going to fix our uh, yes. My pinball and, lineup. And the whole point is, when we're done with it, Jason, you will have a hypothetical better lineup than you currently own. Doesn't that sound well, cool? Well, if money's not an object, that's Mon- pretty easy. Money's not, a, money's not an object. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. now maybe after this, maybe after episode 123, we decide money is an object, but. I, found, I think I found a loophole in your game. Or- <laughs> no, no, there's no such, there's no such loophole. Yeah. So, uh, since I've, uh, since I outlined the rules, I'll go ahead and, and go first. And mm-hmm. I think that your lineup currently as it stands is way too stern heavy. Just. It's it is way too stern heavy. You don't have enough variety here. There's so many other interesting games that you could have. And so what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to get rid of Guardians of the Galaxy Pro. Ooh. I think I was tempted to pull Game of Thrones because you have five games and you have two Steve Ritchies. And it's like, eh, but mm-hmm. they're both good games. And, and Guardians is a good game as well, but it's kind of flowy and you've already got two other flow games. If, and that's me not counting Stern Jurassic Park as a flow game, which I really should. So mm. given that, I think you need something that requires a lot more precision and accuracy. So I am going to give you 8-Ball Deluxe, but for Guardians, not for 8-Ball. So now, now I own 8-Ball and 8-Ball Deluxe. You do. <laughs> and you're complaining about the lack of variety in my... 8-Ball uh, and 8-Ball <laughs> Deluxe are totally different playing games. I suppose. So that is that that's my change. So So you're giving me eight ball deluxe for guardians? Yep. Oh yeah. So By I, the way, money's no object works up. the other way. You, think, yeah. you thought you were so smart. <laughs> I'm getting screwed. Well think about that, you got to keep the cash, so you can think uh, okay. <laughs> Trust me, this is a better lineup now. This is a better lineup. Uh, now, oh, now, okay. now Tony. So not where I expected that to go. So Tony, the uh, the current lineup is eight ball deluxe, premium Jurassic Park. Eight Ball, the original, Game of Thrones Pro, and Star Trek Pro. What do you want to do? Well, I'll tell you at this point, for the lulls, part of me wants to replace Game of Thrones with Bad Girls. Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull Game of Thrones, and I'm going to throw Bad Girls in there. Now, oh now Jason, do you know Bad Girls? I am familiar with it. That is a, a, a fantastic back class. Or okay. Do you know the layout? Not as well as I should. It is a mirror image of a ball deluxe. Oh, that's okay. why Tony did it. <laughs> it's got a very target instead of the inline drops, and it does have multi ball. But it is a ball deluxe, just a mirror image of it. All the shots on the left are on the right, and vice versa. Yeah. I'm not sure what I did to you guys to make you hate me so much. You but. started being all like, I'm going to win the lotto, and I'm going to be all like, I got money, and I'm going to have this awesome lineup. And hey, no. I guess if I if, if I had the ability to screw you guys and no, like no. ruin your this lineup, I'd bank. Too. Tr- trust us, Jason. This lineup is better than what you own. I'm getting you. I'm, working, I'm going to get you a raven next time we do this. <laughs> hey, you know, Stern Jurassic Park could be replaced with raven. But, it, but Jason, it's it's up to you. 
we, we've already improved your layout, but you oh, get to make the final choice. You could undo something we did. You could take oh. what we did and do something completely different, or you could change one of your other existing games that you're now bored with. I think I'm going to have to actually leave Bad Girls over 8-Ball Deluxe, because I don't want two 8-Ball-themed games. Okay. Even so though it's I'm still an 8-Ball-themed game, just not in its name. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, theme matters to me somewhat. So everyone, people are going to walk down to my basement. I'm going to have all pool themed pinball machines. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm telling Sharky Shootout could go Sharky. in for Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah. Oh Razor yeah, Cube. <laughs> so I'm going to replace Eight Ball Deluc- Deluxe with Eight Ball Champ. Eight Ball Champ. <laughs> yes, yes, with Eight Ball Champ. Um, and I'm going to replace it with Jersey Jack Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition. Oh wow! Now that's where you were going with that money's no object. I see you didn't <laughs> yes. deviate ultimately. <laughs> Um, a lot of people love that game. I know Nick Wayne over awesome. with Buffalo Pinball thinks it's the best. I believe he thinks it's the best pinball machine ever made. It's up there. I mean, I have a friend who owns it, and it's unbelievable. And the prices for it now are out of this world. That's true. It was either that or Big Lebowski. I probably would have considered that too. I think you made the better pick personally, even though I I lean towards standard bodies versus wides. Uh, Big Lebowski is notorious for breaking all the time. I was going to say I think maintenance is what broke the tie there yeah. because. Not only is Big Lebowski break, but to get replacement parts for it is an absolute nightmare. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jason, your your now fixed a banked bank is Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition from Jersey Jack Pinball, nice. Stern's premium model of Jurassic Park, Bally's Eight Ball, Gottlieb's Bad Girls, and Stern's Star Trek Pro Edition. I'm good with that. See, I might it's a better bank, is it not? I mean, I agree it's a better bank. <laughs> I think hard bodies would I would swap out for bad girls, but other than that. Yeah, but I, I worry <laughs> that you wouldn't have enough pool theme then. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough. Okay, well, that was Fix-A-Bank, the rapidly developed game inspired by Build-A-Bank. Hastily cobbled together. Hastily cobbled together <laughs> that I, I in no way have actually planned out for over a month. I actually enjoyed it. I, I, th- I think it's I, good. I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be a fun idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Tony, we're done with pinball, so I know we have a couple video game topics uh, driven by the news that you have identified. We do. Just a couple with so much pinball news, and after the, the dearth of news that we've had lately, I kept deciding to keep it short and sweet. Uh, one thing I think was not really possible to skip on was the NVIDIA's announcement of their new cards. <laughs> oh, oh, the memes everywhere are, I'm the drowning in them. Are, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's hilarious. If you look up the 3090 memes, there are so many good 3090 memes out there, but, uh, their new RTX series video cards are coming out. They're starting out, you know, with a normal mid price, the 3080s, like 700 bucks. The 3070 is going to be their $500 entry level one. But the big one, the 90, the one everyone wants, $1,500. That's the price of a whole laptop just for a video card. Just, just, just for the video card. I mean, I mean, it literally brings everything to life. It steps out of the monitors, obviously, for $1,500 it has to, and directly yeah, interacts. Yeah, so that's what most, most of the memes are like showing, <laughs> here's Minecraft, and then it becomes a landscape real photorealistic painting. Yeah. You could get one and a half Stern Topper for that. Come on, guys. <laughs> you could. This would be more useful I don't useful know. The Stern Topper might come with a mode. <laughs> now, one of the a things mode. I've noticed, Tony, is this: like, the three, the 3090 is huge. Yeah, it's a couch. 
I don't I know mean, if it would fit in my honestly, computer. I looked. It will probably fit in my. It takes three slots. It takes three PCI slots. That's how big it is. And they actually had to create a special uh, power twelve pin power adapter for it that they give you an uh, uh, like a. Uh, uh, a converter link cable so it'll plug into something that you actually have in your computer, but just to make everything fit into the space they had to make it work. But yeah, it takes three Jeez, PCI slots. So, so big. So man. on the other hand, it'll run 8K at 60 FPS. Uh, By next year, it'll be the size of like a pinhead <laughs> too, and it'll cost like five bucks. That's how computers work. That, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I I saw a meme somewhere. I should have saved it. But the guy had this enormous com- computer, and then another one, and then another smaller computer beside it. And he's like, "Well, that that that's my computer, and that's the video card for it. And there's just <laughs> wires that lead out into the video card and then back into the computer because he like can't physically blue. connect it." <laughs> so, uh, Tony, the question is, when are you buying it? Oh, um, I have three on Ooh, order. That's that's nine PCI slots. That's nine PCI slots. My new computer was big. No, I'm not. Are you buying the 3070? No, probably not. I've, I'm running every game I play at max at 144 hertz at 100 and plus FPS. I'm pretty happy with what I've got right now. So I I'm going to talk to you guys. I need to get a gaming laptop. I don't like to be tethered. You have to a surface adjust, that's working fine. But I want a more. Well, it is, but. <laughs> I want to get Baldur's Gate 3 when it comes out, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to work that great on my uh, Surface. Well, Tony might be able to send you some recommendations. I don't know anything about gaming laptops. Yeah, well, Alienware I, looks pretty good, but I don't know. I, I, I know I'm limited on laptops because I don't normally look at laptops, but I, I just don't like ideas. to be tethered to my desk. I like to just Freedom isn't free, though. You'll pay a price. A price in dollars. Yeah. It'll melt my lap as I uh, try, <laughs> try yeah. to run. Yeah. I have fourth degree burns on my thighs because <laughs> I'm trying to run a new graphics card. <laughs> you don't have to worry about there's a lot of things you don't have to worry about anymore. If that I mean, that's how a lot of people use uh uh for birth control now, so they just keep their laptop in their lap for an hour every day. Then they but don't there, have to there was an article like last week that said People who use their iPads before they go to bed have lower sperm count or something like that. That that depends <laughs> on what you use the iPad for. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> they, they, they lose something. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, if they're visiting web, certain websites, uh, that's not... Uh, I don't even know why they did a study. Yeah, well, I, just, I was like, good, I'm going to start using it more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then I'm going to Follow that up. The 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. It's a me. It's a me. They're kicking out a new Super Mario Brothers game. It comes out October 1st. Uh, it is only going to be available for Nintendo Switch online subscribers. I have that. And it is a battle royale. Wow, that's game. awfully violent for Mario. It is. It's it's Super Mario Bros. 35. Isn't Mario already in Smash Bros? Yeah, he is. And isn't that exactly the same? Oh, kind this of is game? A, this is a different style Ooh. battle royale. This 
Well, I guess Battle Royale is like many players instead of one. Right. In this case, there's 35 players playing simultaneously the exact same map. And as you kill enemies, they get thrown to other players' maps. It's like the Tetris Tetris game, yeah. And then when you die, you're out. And it keeps going until the, and it just keeps going until there's only one person left. So you don't it's, have to buy it. It's like the Tetris. It's free with a uh, subscription. Yeah, it's it's free with a Switch Online subscription. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, it sounds interesting. The video clip I saw looked pretty interesting on it. Uh, what's weird is it's only available until March. Yeah, I don't understand why the game has got us. Oh, I don't. Not even a twelve month life cycle, and then they're ending it. Six months Weird. and uh, though though you're not wrong, yeah. Jason. In in fighting games, the the four player all versus as a subgenre is called battle royale. So Smash mm. is considered a battle royale as well, but but not like these uh, uh. like PUBG things. Um, right? Yeah, I don't get. I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's high maintenance to keep it running. Everything I've seen, yeah, everything I've seen has been comments about the six month life cycle. It's like. Why? Yeah, I I don't I just don't understand. It's not like it's a live studio audience one versus one hundred game or something. Weird. Maybe they'll change their mind if it's really yeah. popular. I like one versus one hundred. I did too, but I understood you actually had to have a show host and bring them in and schedule it and I could see why right. that would end. I don't understand why a battle royale game which runs itself has to end. Well, maybe if it's popular they'll keep it going. That's what I I'm wondering, maybe. But it's Nintendo. They do weird things. Switch Online is so cheap that I have it and I don't even think about it. I have, I don't even think I've used it. And like, well, I was playing like Splatoon on it and things like that. But other than that, like the, the, the old school games that they share on there are pretty neat, but I usually play them once. You know, the, the old NES and Super Nintendo games that come included in it. I play them like once or twice. I'm like, Oh wow, Double Dragon. That's fun. But then I'm like done with it, you know. That's exactly what I did with it. And we've got the family one, so because so, we have three switches in the household. Mm. So, because uh, I have one. I I say that you can't see it, but I did air quotes with that one. Because I purchased it. It was for me. But I've not actually touched it or played it in a year and a half or two years. I did the exact opposite. I bought one for my youngest son for Christmas a couple of years ago, and I've just like absconded it. Like it's it's fine. I started yeah. shaking so badly from not going to arcades at the beginning of this whole pandemic. I just every day would buy Switch games, Switch games, Switch. Games. I'm like, I got to do something. I must have a backlog of a hundred unplayed Switch games. I have welcome to, to my life. Yeah, I, I I have so many Switch games, and I finally was like, why am I buying all these Switch games? So I started buying old PC games. Oh, yes, I yes, that's like, much better. Yeah. Bard, Bard's Tale, Heroes of Might and Magic, Icewind Dale, like every old game I played when I was young, I started buying again on. So that's my current addiction because I Let's can't see. go to arcades. What, what What's my Steam game list up to? I use GOG though. I don't use Steam. I've 517. I've used GOG also for a lot of older stuff. Yeah, that's what I've been using for the older things. But yeah, I'm showing 517 games on Steam. Oh my gosh. So, and I've played 12 <laughs> more than that, but I bet you it's, but I bet you it's not much more than 250. Oh my gosh. Well, as, as a, uh, esteemed member of Eclectic Gamers, all those are free, right? 
They just oh, yeah. <laughs> shovel them to you for reviews. Uh, actually, and... what most of them probably are, not not probably, what a lot of them are is purchases like uh, through Humble Bundle where I'll get mm. 15 games mm. because I wanted one. Those are good deals. Or, yeah, it's like I want this one game and it's cheaper to get 15 games plus the one I want than it That's is just you, you use the highest miles. tiers. You're a very high-maintenance gamer. I, I am a high-maintenance gamer guy. That's, that's <laughs> very true. You don't want those entry-level humble bundles. You oh, need no. It's your... all or nothing. Mm. That's how I am. I, I, I am a, 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 a very high-maintenance gamer. <laughs> <laughs> so, the... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm pretty happy with... I'll play it. Yeah, I'll play it, maybe, if I can find my Switch. I don't know. My wife has it somewhere. I just got a new TV. I'll throw it up on the TV. It'll be <laughs> sick. 65-inch Mario multi-brawl. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, that's that actually could be pretty cool. And I know, because I, I played the Tetris. I did play that the Tetris Battle Royale game a little bit when it had first came out. I did. It's frustrating because I'm not quite good enough at Tetris to actually like. <laughs> there's some freakishly good people on there, right? Uh, and I think it's that way with any battle royale game. That's how it's been with every battle royale first-person shooter I've played, where it's like I feel like my team would be doing better if I just wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> the weakest link. Yeah. <laughs> My I son's good at all those. My I, older I definitely son. had teammates who got to a point where they're like, hey man, we're not resing you again, it's just getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to bring you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah it just, just, they just keep going, and it's like, okay, that's... They're like, hey guys, guys, please <laughs> help me, help me. And then, once you, and then most of those games, once you drop to a certain point, once you've been dead long enough, you're dead, dead. You can just leave and go play another game. Mm. So I'm not a huge uh, online, like, first-person shooter player anyway, other than, like, uh, Overwatch, as most people know. Uh, first-person shooters make me feel like I'm going to barf. I don't like them. Not, like, because I hate them, but because, like, it's, like, making me dizzy like a roller coaster. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't like the perspective. Yeah, I've I've never I've never had that issue. Uh I have had issues with stuff like oh, how do you put it? Just certain I've had games that were twitchy enough, I guess, hmm. that they give me I'd end up with headaches because it you felt like everything You epileptic seizure, did you? No, no, no. It just felt like <laughs> everything moved too fast. So it felt like I could never get anything under control. Uh so yeah, it just felt like me, every time I, I, I need third, I need third person. I can't do first person. Yeah. See, and I'm not a big fan of third person because I never played a lot of them, and it's like I I don't want to see myself. But there's points where like uh, I just started playing literally this morning, uh, Battlefront Two, mm. and it's it lets you choose between third and first person. I've actually been doing some third person. Because it's nice for doing stuff like looking around corners. Uh, but I've been again, doing all third-person isometric CRPGs. Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, all those games from back in the day. That's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. See, isometric games are my... That's my bread and butter. I play a lot of those. Uh, I've been playing... 
or not I haven't been playing. I'm I'm con- wanting to get, but I'm I'm one of those guys I like to wait until the bugs have been all worked out. Uh and I wanna wait until they've finished all the issues, but I really want to play Wasteland three. Oh, yeah, definitely. I have two that's another one of my I bought this and haven't played it yet. Yeah, on I've Switch. Got, yeah. Yeah, I've got Wasteland and Wasteland Two and with three out now, I'm really wanting to get it. Uh, it I've been sounds playing. Cool. Yeah, no, I like. I, I've played it before. I've played two before. I think it's still uh, like fifty bucks right now, though. I think yeah, it'll, yeah. Have to, it'll drop. Yeah, know, it, it literally released like last week. Yeah, so, it, it's still huge, expensive, popular, and they haven't fixed all the little issues. That's the kind of game that's right in my wheelhouse, though. I love that kind of game. Yeah, like, those are the ones I tend to play the most of just like when they had originally came out the the XCOM games the mm. new XCOM games I mean I played the old XCOM games like religiously never for, played that one for 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 years and years and years and then when the new XCOM games came out I picked them up and I played the crud out of them too uh to the point where I've got just insane amount of hours in XCOM and XCOM 2 mm. uh, let's see yeah, I hate that now when I play on GOG. I'm not used to that, where it's like, you've played this game for 100 hours. I'm like, no, I haven't. I've been playing this for 100 hours. You know, <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't believe how much time I wasted on oh, this. Oh, yeah, no, it's terrible. See, my playtime on XCOM Enemy Unknown, which was the new XCOM, was 138.6 hours. And on XCOM 2, it was 78.4 hours. And then they just came out with Chimera Squad, which I put another 30 hours into. I don't like to look at it that way. It makes me sad. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so I'm it's, like, wait, I don't want to spend that much time on this. Oh, yeah. When you start seeing, like, like my time in games like Torchlight 2 and, let's see, Torchlight 2, 268 and a half hours. <laughs> Some of the Civilization games I have up over 200 hours also. Um, it sneaks up on you. It does. And that's the thing. It was with a lot of these games... It, it can be like that. Uh, Fallout, because they're open world, and I am notoriously uh, ooh shiny or squirrel, however you want to consider <laughs> it when it comes to games like that. Squirrel. Uh, uh, <laughs> Fallout 4. At one point, I looked at it, and uh, I hadn't even started the main quest lines, like, at all. Like, I hadn't even been to the main city, the the main area where they tell you to go to right after the beginning, and I was 70 hours into the game. Jeez. But I'd been in all sorts of other places, that uh, some of which I definitely shouldn't have been in because I did not have everything I needed there. Baldur's Gate 3 sounds like it's going to be like that. It looks like it's one of those games that's going to be like 500 hours. They said like the, the early access, like, you know, demo that they're releasing September 30th is going to have I forget how many. It was like 50 hours of game. Like, it was just like early access. Demo. Yeah. <laughs> like in the demo, I was like, what? It was a lot. It was a lot. I was like, holy cow, this game's going to be humongous. Oh, yeah. I may have played the first one. I don't recall. I'm playing it right I'm- now on Switch. They released it on Switch. I think I played the first Baldur's game. I love those games. Any of the, the D&D to tie into your eclectic gamers lost... Uh, Lost subject matter. Any of those D and D computer games are fun. Mm. I did play a number of the Neverwinter Nights. I bought that yeah. too, just like the other day. They're like five bucks now. 
to buy. <laughs> I always liked the Neverwinter Nights. Uh, I don't think the graphics aged that well in them, but the the whole concept is still fun. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, unless Tony had other gaming news, I think we reached the end of the show. Sadly, we have to end or else we put the listeners to sleep. So anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, Not really. I don't make any money from anything, so I guess it's not really worth it. Don't I have you, a Facebook don't you page feed off of the popularity of your Facebook followers? Oh, yes, yes. I do have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Uh, Nap Arcade on, on both, if, if anyone's interested. On the Instagram page, I share one picture of an arcade that, one game per day. So, mm. it's all classics <laughs> now, though. So, it goes back because I haven't been to a New York. I used to share all the pictures of new arcades that I've been to with my, my sons, but I can't go anywhere right now. So, we're doing the classic edition. I just shared a, a picture of a South Park pinball machine the other day that South Park picked up on. And it had like 800 or 1,000 likes. I'm like, what? I'm like, how did this? I guess they reshared it on, on, on their thing. So I share one game a day on the Nap Arcade Instagram. And then anytime I just see any interesting news, I just share it over on the uh, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we have a Facebook at facebook.com slash Eclectic Gamers Podcast, where we usually shows, share and show zero games a day. And then we have our email address, which is Eclectic Gamers Podcast at gmail.com. We have Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, which is eclectic underscore gamers, and we never do anything on Twitter or Instagram. And <laughs> yeah, we really don't do a lot. I did actually put out because we were doing it for the pinball show. For some reason, Zach wanted more reviews, so I did throw out a link to like the pinball promoter database with this week in pinball. And and so anyway, uh, we have a few. We'll probably re- I might read them or something. I mean, I've read them myself, but I don't know if I'll read them aloud or not. I don't normally do that. But anyway, if people want to leave a review on iTunes or something, there's some way to do it. Don't ask me how, but there is. That's all <laughs> I have to say about that. Uh, cool. Jason, thanks for joining the show on oh, relatively thanks for short notice. It was super fun. I always <sighs> enjoy talking with you, gentlemen. And uh, otherwise, uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. So until then, uh, that's Jason. I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. And hopefully there'll be more news next time, too. Yeah. It was nice having actual stuff to week. talk yeah. to. Yeah, it was, it was good. This whole week. thing built up in case there was no news, because I just rewatched the 2010 uh, True Grit. I realized I've not seen Barry Pepper in a movie since then, and then we had actual news to talk about. Mm-hmm. So. But your backup plan for pinball news was to discuss Perry, Barry Pepper's filmography? It was. That was my backup <laughs> plan. Yeah, we had two people write in and said it was okay, so we can do that now. Yep. Oh, we can okay. do that now. Well, uh, We'll be back in a couple weeks, so see you, everyone.